Welcome to the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. This is your host, Ethan Gavon, coming to you from Sacramento, California. Keep Playing Baseball is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping every high school baseball player navigate the recruiting process and play college baseball. At Keep Playing Baseball, we don't think money should dictate college baseball opportunity, and all our resources, including this podcast, are 100% free. No signups, no fees, no strings attached. We use the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast in many different ways, but the main point is to get you the information you need to keep playing baseball. We appreciate you tuning in to the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast, the best source of recruiting information on the go. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Daily KPB, where we're taking our written content and we're turning it into bite-sized podcast episodes just to give you another way to digest the information, give you another way to uh, move closer to your goals of being a college baseball player. Topic on today's podcast is a good one. Um, It's one that applies to every single offensive player regardless of what level you are or how you're performing right now we're talking about plate discipline and this is a topic we like to bring up every single year where we kind of profile a major league baseball player early in the season who's turned around their career or is having a standout year with plate discipline metrics that have improved contributing at least in some part to that success so Two years ago, it was Eric Thames who, for the Brewers, got off to an absolutely torrid April. Um, just to throw some numbers your way, he hit 345 with 28 runs, 11 home runs, 19 RBIs, and a 1276 OPS. Ridiculous off the charts. Um, last year, it was Andrelton Simmons, a guy who has always been known for his defensive prowess as a lockdown shortstop. Um, through 33 games early last year, he was hitting 350, 407 on base percentage, 902 OPS. Uh, not bad for a guy who is often thought of just as a defensive wizard. Um, both those guys had improved their plate discipline metrics. This year, um, kind of the... The guy who's epitomizing it at the major league level is Hunter Dozier, who across the board, um, substantially better, batting 318 compared to 229 last year, OPS 1034 compared to a 673 last year. Um, He's posting a whopping WRC plus of 172 compared to 80 last year. Um, Basically what that means is he's performing... 72% 72% better than league average offensively. Obviously, that's huge. And without getting into the nitty-gritty numbers, if you want to take a look at the exact numbers, take a look at the, the article on our website. Um, but he's cut his chase rate out of the zone down. He's cut his swinging strike rate down. Um, he's cut his overall swing rate down. And his overall contact rates... So he's making contact with the ball more regularly when he swings, and he's also 
uh, hitting the ball with authority, so hitting the ball harder on a consistent basis, and obviously that's translating to some monster offensive numbers. So um, what does this all mean? Basically, it means he's swinging less and, uh, and hitting more. And the turnaround's beyond impressive, and it has been, at least in some small part, due to his uh, improved plate discipline. So um, I think there's an important lesson here for hitters at every single level, uh, regardless of your physical size, your tools, um, you know, what you choose to swing at, that's something that everyone can improve. So, you know, plate discipline is a key sign of improvement. Um, and if you want to improve as an offensive player, that's a great place for you to start. Because like I said, that can start today. It's, it, you know, and it doesn't require you to have any sort of physical skill set. It's all in between the ears and it's all about your training. Um, so what does improved plate discipline look like? What does it mean? Well, it means you're swinging at good pitches to hit, which translates to hitting the ball harder, more consistently. Um, it means you're being patient enough to wait for a pitch that you can handle, and it's going to force the pitchers to uh, come inside the strike zone to get you out. And, and really what it does is it forces you to beat, forces them to beat you with their stuff rather than having you get yourself out more often um, by chasing out of the zone and things like that. It also allows the, a hitter to see more pitches, get on base more consistently, uh, obviously strike out less. It's definitely a sign of maturity and understanding in the batter's box, and that's a trait that um, all college coaches love. You know, a guy who epitomizes this this approach and plate discipline for me at the college level is last year's Golden Spikes winner, uh, Andrew Vaughn at Cal. You know, seen him play more than a handful of games, watched him on TV, followed his career closely. Um, this weekend he hit his 49th career home run. That's in under three seasons already with the dead bats. Um, his on-base percentage is, is ridiculous. And what stands out about this guy is he doesn't get himself out. You know, he's patient. He's always swinging at pitches that he can hit well. His hard hard hit rate is, I got to imagine, um, you know, unheard of at the college level. I mean, the guy, uh, he swings at what, what he can hit hard. He doesn't chase. Um, great great all-around hitter, great approach, power to all fields, the, the complete package, um, sure to be a high first-rounder this year, great guy to model your game after. So check out Cal's social media and some of his at-bats um, just to give you a, a little idea of what we're talking about. But um, plate, plate discipline, it goes beyond swinging at strikes and taking balls. Um, and it also doesn't mean that you're passive at the plate. Um, you should still take a yes, 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 or a yes, yes, no approach to hitting, right? So it's always a yes until the pitch dictates that it's a no. You're always ready to hit until you decide not to. Plate discipline, it has to do with swinging at pitches that you're looking for, and it has to do with swinging at pitches that you can hit hard at a high rate. Um, it's a, it's a, a great distinction and you may have heard people talk about this before, uh, the distinction between a batter and a hitter. So a, a batter 
has an approach and a plan that changes from pitch to pitch and situation to situation. A batter understands that there's ways to help generate offense beyond trying to get a hit on every single pitch. Uh, a lineup full of batters is much more consistent than a lineup of hitters. Um, hitters are streaky, right? They're on a roller coaster. They measure success based on how many hits they can get. When you rely on getting a hit every single at bat, you're likely to expand the strike zone. You're likely to start pressing when the results aren't coming. And uh, really, you're at the mercy of the pitcher. And when a player swings at pitches he can hit hard on a regular basis and he laves off the pitches that uh, hitters get themselves out on or pitchers want the hitters to get themselves out on, he no longer relies on pitchers' mistakes to be successful, right? He forces the pitcher to come to him, and that's exactly what you want to do. As your, as your plate discipline improves, you're going to find yourself getting more pitches to hit hard because uh, you'll be in plus counts. So you're probably wondering you know, what you can do to improve your plate discipline. How do you make these adjustments? How do you start to become a more disciplined hitter? How do you start to control the count and turn yourself into a batter that's a true offensive weapon? Well, it starts by understanding yourself and understanding what pitches you hit well and what pitches you don't. And so one way, you know, you can do this and work on this is in practice, take certain hitting zones during BP and drill work. For example, you know, maybe you take inside strikes, you split the plate in two, and you take inside strikes while hitting uh, pitches that are on the outer half of the plate and then switch it up. You can do the same for pitches up and down in the zone. Maybe you're taking the pitch that's down in the zone and hitting the pitch that's up and then you switch it up. Always providing context and situation for your swings and practice so that you have a goal in mind and you know exactly what you're trying to do. Next thing you can do is just watch the game really closely. Pitchers have tendencies and patterns that they fall into. Um, a lot of teams will actually have pitcher tendency charts where you can look up exactly what they're throwing in different counts and you'll often see a lot of strong patterns emerge where pitchers are going to the same pitch in, in the same situation. If you watch every hitter during a game intently, you will gain a lot of information and be able to make a much more educated and accurate guess or read on what pitch is coming in a given count or situation when you actually step in the box. Um, and this is going to allow you to sit on more pitches or sit on more speeds during leverage counts and really use the count to your advantage. You know, another thing to do is to train your eyes like you do your swing. Find ways to get as many visual reps as possible. Uh, stand in on bullpens. That's something that uh, John Savage, the head coach at UCLA, is a big proponent of. He actually gives his guys uh, sawed-off baseball bats so they can swing at the pitch if, they, if it's a pitch they would swing at in the game. So they're actually taking real BP off of uh, bullpens. The only difference is they're not hitting the ball, obviously, because the barrel's sawed off. Um, so everyone's allowed to get their work in, but standing in just gives them more and more reps off of quality pitches, uh, more data to, to store in their mind and, and use in game play, which is awesome. Look into vision strengthening games and exercises. It certainly can't hurt. Um, and finally, become a student of the game. 
you know, the more you learn about approach and plate discipline and the better you understand yourself as a ball player and what pitches you hit well and what you don't, knowledge of self, the, the tougher out you're going to become. So not only are these skills going to turn you into uh, the type of batter that a college coach wants, but everyone around you should benefit from you seeing more pitches, forcing the pitcher to come into the strike zone, um, really working those at-bats, and obviously hitting the ball harder and getting more hits. Um, So I think the important takeaway here is that you don't have to have Hunter Dozier uh, Andrelton Simmons or Eric Thames's physical tools or ability to improve your offensive value. You can copy their blueprint of improving plate discipline and uh, and being a smarter hitter to be more successful. You know, Hunter Dozier, he's a first rounder. He's got physical tools, but what's really flipped the switch for him is his ability to use those tools in the best way. And you can do the same thing for the tools that you have. So you're working to improve your swing and become a better hitter, but you're also becoming a, a, a smarter hitter, having a better approach, and becoming an overall better offensive weapon. I suggest you guys check out the, the written article and look at some of those stats. Uh, explore fan graphs and take a look at the players who are hitting really well and look at some of their plate discipline metrics like you know, swing rate, uh, chase rate, meaning what the, how often they swing at pitches outside the strike zone, contact rates. All these things are going to tell you a lot about what a hitter's approach is, um, how they're controlling the strike zone, and how they're using that to leverage themselves into getting more in more favorable counts. So a lot of resources at your disposal. Use them to become a better offensive weapon. As always, we're happy to answer questions. You can reach us on our social media platforms or email keepplayingbaseball at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. As always, if you need more information on the recruiting process or how to play college baseball, you can find that for free on our website www.keepplayingbaseball.org. We're also very active on social media. That's at KeepPlayingBB on Twitter, KeepPlayingBaseball on Facebook, and at KeepPlayingBaseball on Instagram. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review, or at least tell your friends. We provide all this information for free because we want to help you get to the next level. If you're interested in a partnership or sponsorship in underwriting some of the Keep Playing Baseball content on our website or being the title sponsor or running ads on our podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out to keepplayingbaseball at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening to this episode, and we look forward to catching you on the next one.